If you've been driving around St. Louis over the past few years, you've probably seen a sign or two for a man named Jimmy Matthews. You've probably wondered, who is this person, and why does he keep running for office? Well, Matthews himself joined us on the Politically Speaking podcast to tell us why he continues to pursue public service and why he's the best candidate to become St. Louis's mayor. So let's hit the music. This is the Politically Speaking podcast, a candid conversation with the Show Me State's biggest political newsmakers. I'm Jason Merzenbaum. And I'm Joe Manis. That's Eric Reitens, Navy <laughs> SEALs running for governor. And I'm really, really glad to be on with you, Jason and Joe. I'm going to push back on these regulators. I'm doing this for the people. I was encouraged along the way, not just by my family, but by a lot of teachers and professors and knew when I was in college that I would run for office someday. We're very excited about the prospect of having some more free market solutions. Even though after the conversation, I still might not agree. We want our listeners to get a real sense of what drives these people. They're actually people with a story to tell. And welcome to the Politically Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rosenbaum, a reporter with St. Louis Public Radio. Joining me in studio today is... Rachel Lipman, another reporter with St. Louis Public Radio. Joe Manis is on assignment today. So we have as our special guest, as a continuation of our mayoral interview series... Uh, Jimmy Matthews, candidate for mayor of the city of St. Louis. We are pleased to have you today in in our, our beautiful St. Louis Public Radio studios. Um, I noticed that you had a hat that said Jimmy Matthews for mayor. What does it say right there? It's my red cap that I'm wearing. Uh, it says Matthews for mayor, city of St. Louis, vote March the 7th, 2017, community and political activists. It's actually taped onto a hat. Is that just a, a plain red hat or does it have a, a logo? Well, it's part it? of my creativity in this oh. is that I uh, have this taped on uh, with a kind of a badge like. I, I would say that's very creative and you deserve yes. a lot of kudos for that. <laughs> and you also have some very nice rings. Yeah, this is copper. Copper. Along with my copper. Uh, chain that I with the cross. Any on. reason why you chose copper? Copper is supposed to have something to do with arthritis, keep it down. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I, did, I didn't know you had arthritis. I do not have arthritis. You're, I just make preventive measure. I eat so I won't starve. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. So um, you were one of seven Democratic candidates uh, seeking to succeed St. Louis Mayor Francis Slay. You ran for mayor in 2013. Did yes. you run for mayor yes. before then as well? I ran. That was the first time I ran for mayor, but I ran for several other offices. I, I was an alderman of the 27 Ward. But uh, ran for that in '85. Also, I uh, ran for committee man, 27 ward, and we won both of those offices. So, from what I remember, you have run for mayor, yes. recorder of deeds, yes. board of <clears throat> aldermen president, yes, yes, yes. Um, alderman yes. again, yes, sheriff, sheriff, sheriff. Yeah. Is, is there any other office I'm missing? I don't know, but I plan to run till I win. You do? Yes. In, you haven't won any of those offices. I won the Alderman's job. In the 1980s. Yes, and, I, ran the, I ran the committeeman's job of the 27 Ward. But but the other ones I mentioned, you have not even come well, close. Well, what I do, I build political capital and name recognition. Mm-hmm. So, oh, continue. So uh, tell us, I mean, a little bit about who you are. Who is Jimmy Matthews? What should, what should people who are listening to this know, need to know about you? Well, Jimmy Matthews is a married man. Uh, for 26 years, uh, I have three children and grandchildren and a few grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Uh, I'm a graduate from uh, UMSL with a master's degree in special ed. 
Uh, also graduated from uh, Forest Park and, and Business Administration. Graduated from Rankin Technical College in Automotive Technology. Graduated from Harris, Harris Stowe uh, in the area of uh, teacher social studies uh, degree. Uh, let's see. Uh, graduated from, uh, from O'Fallon Technical High School, studied auto mechanics. And before I graduated, I was going out in the community teaching auto mechanics. Uh, so, what's your profession right now? Uh, I'm a <clears throat> retired school teacher. Uh, I am, and been for years, a real estate broker developer. Uh, I'm also a mechanic uh, businessman, uh, pastor, a pastor church. We organized a church some thirty plus years ago, and. Uh, I'm a draftsman. I worked at the city of St. Louis as a draftsman. I McDonnell Douglas as a draftsman when it was McDonnell Douglas. Uh, Emerson Electric, comprehensive design as a draftsman. A technical illustrator as well. Mm-hmm. So I have multiple talents. So what drives you to keep running for these offices? Well, I was retired 2007 from teaching school, and Trayvon Martin was killed. And uh, I could not sit home and go about doing my business. I promised my wife I was going to make her a million dollars and leave it with her before I go leave this planet. So I was inspired by what happened to uh, what Zimmerman did to the young man. And also uh, thereafter, uh, Brown uh, was killed in Ferguson and those kinds of things. As a preacher, a man of God, I feel compassion and love for everybody and that's just really forced me not to sit down and do nothing. So you got involved kind of in, in, in two, I know you've been running since before 2012 when Martin was, when Trayvon Martin was killed. What sort of inspired you to make the initial run for public office, to transition from the jobs you'd had to, to, to being more political? Well, I, I'm always political. I was, I've been in politics since I was 18 years old in the first congressional district with Congressman Clay Sr. So I've been working with him, his son, and others. I, I was talking to Vince Shamer downstairs, and I supported him in 85, somewhere and in And just for our listeners, that is actually true. I saw the former mayor talking with uh, <laughs> Mr. Matthews, but yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vince and I, 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 we was chatting about what was happening. Uh, I said, man, you never supported me for nothing. I, and Vince had said he was going to open up Homer Phillips when Conway, uh, uh, Mayor Conway closed it down. And another thing that inspires me to run for mayor, I was uh, when I was uh, St. Louis ambassador on the uh, – Pelker, uh, Mayor Pelker, he let me sit in the seat that he was, that the mayor sat at. So that's been a sort of a thing in my mind to deal with that in running for mayor. And one day I said to myself, this was something I was talking within myself, saying, one day I should sit in this seat. And so that's my, that's one of my aspirations and motivation. Things I want to do before I leave planet Earth. I, I got to ask this because we asked this to, to Bill Haas. How do you pay for running for all these offices? Well, you can beg folks for money, which I choose not to do. I spend my own money mm-hmm. and my own time. And so I figure time is money. So I have plenty of time and less money. Because I've noticed I live on the south side, and I'm, I'm sure this is a topic you want to get into in depth. But mm-hmm. I see a lot of your signs in the south side. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm always wondering because I don't see an MEC report. <laughs> like, how do you pay for all of those signs? <laughs> well, I, 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 I save up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some uh, monies that I was planning to rehab for houses that I have. Uh, under my authority, and uh, 
some of that uh, cash was is used for this candidacy. I'm going to spend less money and get more votes. So let's dive into issues before we get into the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that pretty much all the candidates are talking about is crime. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if you're mayor, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to deal with the, the, the crime issues that are not only on the north side, but also on the south side and all over yeah. the city as well? Yeah. Well, I was on South Grand the other day, uh, uh, past Lopper, I believe. Uh, South Green, and it's a farmer's, no, it's a Walgreens. I was talking to a guy that owns a business, and he was telling me about they had a shootout at the Walgreens just the other day, a few days ago. Never got to the news. So a lot of crime is called, is happening all throughout the city, but it never gets reported on the news like they do in, in North St. Louis. Uh, so as a result, we have a tendency to stigmatize North St. Louis, the only place crime is occurring. Yes, which is why. So, when so I, what yeah, I want to do, yes. what I want to do as a mayor of the city of St. Louis, is that I'm going to require any police officer uh, who is working or hired by the city should live in the city of St. Louis. We're going to try and hire people from every part of the city that uh, want to live in the city, that wants to serve in the fire department as well as in the police department. So when you live in a community, you have more stake in whether the community is safe for your kids. So the the policemen and firemen say, I don't want to live in the city. I want my family safe. So we move out in the county where we can think that we're safe. But nobody is safe when criminals run loose. And we had 188 killings, murders in the city of St. Louis. I haven't heard of one getting solved. If you solve the crime, you catch the criminal, and therefore they will be off the street. But if they still run and rampant, then we're going to have more crime, and, and then they're going to think that they can get away with crime, especially black-on-black crime. Anything happened in Central West End, seemingly, that they put all the dogs out to catch the dog, catch the person that committed the crime. But in North St. Louis, no rewards, very seldom that occurs, except for this young lady that got killed in 27 Ward. I just kind of want to push back a little bit on the not getting solved. I see releases all the time that the police have made an arrest in the case. I think the clearance rate, it might not be great. It's about 50 percent, but they do certainly get solved. I wanted to kind of circle back, though. Well, on, let's talk about in North St. Louis. How many get solved over there? I don't know how it breaks okay. down, well, but if the majority, hang on, Alderman, hang on, Alderman. If the majority of the crime happens in North St. Louis, then the ones that are being sol- solved would also be majority in St. Louis. I've seen a number in where North the hom- in North yeah, St. That's, Louis. That's, I have seen a yeah, number yeah, yeah, where the crime yeah. does happen in North well, St. Louis. I, I so differ, the I differ, I differ, I differ, I differ. Okay. How do you think that having the officers live in the neighborhoods will bring down crime? Are you well, what, well, What's your plan to address well, some of the other issues? Well, let me say this. There's, uh, there are uh, aldermans don't live in the neighborhood that's represented. There's other people who uh, don't live in the neighborhood, but they have some uh, earnings from that. The point I'm saying is I live somewhere. I live in the 27 Ward. I live in the Walnut Park community. We have an organization we formed called People Involved for a Better Community. If you involve the church and the community in the community, and uh, they will be able to help in dealing with crime. We don't, we don't love crime. I'm a minister. I go out in the neighborhood. I talk to the people in the community. I talk to the guys that's involved in crime. One guy, he was selling drugs. He told me the police came and took his drug and his money, let him go. So he's in trouble with the people that gave him money to sell, gave him the drugs to sell. 
things like that occurring in our community. I don't know if it's in South St. Louis, in your community, but in our community where I live, I'm not I'm not staying at home. I'm walking the streets. Well, the reason I, al- I always make sure to be careful of not just saying it's a, it's a North St. Louis problem. There are parts of Southeast St. Louis where crime is a big problem. Yeah. My, yeah. my neck of the woods in St. Louis Hills, yeah. probably not as much. Right. But I think that this tell is— me, a, Tell me why it's not as much. Tell me why it's not as not much. As much well, in, that's been a question I've been asking because well, I think that yeah. there's a there's a feeling like that police give more coverage to the middle or upper class parts of the city than yeah. the north side or the southeast side. Is, yeah, is that well, something that yeah. you've heard as well? Well, let me let me also say this too. Uh, I was at Chippewa and uh, Hampton, sitting in the McDonald hamburger place. Uh, somebody was uh, somebody stole my battery, cut my cables off my truck and cut the fuel lines and the vacuum lines. Right there, I was parked near a ATM machine. I'm quite sure that development has security cameras throughout. Are you and, talking about the Hampton Village? Right. Okay. Nobody showed up. I called the police 911 at 8.54. Nobody came. Okay, uh, so that that's those instances with the police telling me they have priority calls. I, I could have called it. The time I called, he probably could have never got a call and never come making the excuse that they have backup and all that stuff. And then I talked to an officer over there, and he was trying to demonstrate how they got this, you know, uh, video on on different crimes happening and occurring. And he was giving me an example. I only seen about three or four at that time, you know, that he was saying that was inactive, uh, that was active, active crime or situation. Mm-hmm. So... If you're going to prioritize 911 calls, 911 calls, we need not call 911. We ought to have another number to call where you can just prioritize and get there next week. I think that's the non-emergency number, isn't it? Isn't there a non-emergency number? 911. I thought it was emergency. I thought that was an emergency number. Do you know another number that's uh, emergency? Uh, There's 231-1212 is the non-emergency line. I know that. Well, tell me what the emergency line is. I thought you were asking for one that where you could send quote non priority calls. No, 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 calls. no. What I'm trying to say, I called a nine one one call. They didn't show up. <clears throat> so how would you address a concern of police not showing up? I mean, this is obviously well, something you I'm, say I'm, has I'm, affected I'm, you personally. If I'm so. mayor, if I'm mayor, well, if I'm mayor, we're gonna make sure we have a chief that serves the community and not make excuses for not. Will it be Sam Dotson? No, it would definitely not be him. When this administration, you see what's happening. So I watch that put somebody in the office that I'm having problems with showing up in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And to even when I'm over there in the, in the neighborhood that I don't live in over there at Hampton Village. Mm-hmm. So another issue that's been percolating throughout the mayoral race is tax incentives and development. There's been, uh, I think, a new force on the Board of Aldermen that's kind of pushing back against tax incentives because they feel like they're being used too much in the Central Corridor. What's your thought on that issue? Well, when I was on the board in 85, I, I was against the whole idea of tax abatement, where you allow people that's rich build a property in the community, and as a result, uh, they pay less taxes than the building uh, that they built. So those type of so-called incentives basically was, was welfare to the corporate developers. And they have used that and continue to exploit that, and, and aldermans or other people on the board, established politicians, they just go along with that because they get certain uh, probably financial contribution for their campaign. So you have to realize that when they vote on an issue, 
it has to be something involved for that particular older person that supports it for some reason or another. I don't know. They but, can't just be believing that it's a good strategy. No, sometimes you do it. You do things for three reasons. One is for a moral reason, economic reason, or political reason. That's what I think. So if I had to analyze that, whatever the alderman does, or the mayor, any elected official does, you have to look at those three types of reason why they would vote for giving a tax abatement and giving out tax monies to and TIF monies, free money to developers. Well, this is the rejoinder that I've been been using as a devil ab, devil's advocate question. So St. Louis isn't operating in a vacuum. There are other St. Louis County municipalities that have been pretty aggressive at luring companies to their, their area, like Chesterfield or Maryland Heights. So if we, as a city, pare down tax incentives, even for the Central Corridor, is the city going to lose those opportunities to the county? Well, I'm a real estate uh, real estate broker. And the most important thing in real estate is location, location, location. The land that's in the St. Louis City is the best land uh, comparable to those lands you just mentioned. Even though you can build an entirely new building on a greenfield as opposed to rehabbing a building? Well, I'm trying, what are you trying, what, I don't understand this. Well, what I'm saying is that the other attractive thing that those counties offer, or those cities and the counties offer, is yeah. the fact that you can just build a building from scratch, which is probably less expensive than rehabbing an old we lot. Got, we got enough vacant buildings, vacant lots in the city of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. The LRA owns um, 11,000 vacant lots and buildings. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember back, Jefferson and Market Street used to be a Mill Creek area. They tore down all those black houses, families, moved them out of that area. If you look at Jefferson and uh, Market Street now, St. Louis University, you got some of that land. and that's So they can tear down the building. They don't have to rehab everything that's standing. There's some none. Some buildings is not rehabable. Mm -hmm. if, you looked in, <clears throat> if you look in the North St. Louis area, you got, you look what NGA did. Mm -hmm. they, they blighted everything. They, uh, St. Louis U is blighting 400 acres and all that. So the point of it is vacant buildings can be torn down, vacant lots can be occurred, and that's what's been occurring in North St. Louis for the, for the last, well, many years, ever since Port Igo was torn down. If location's <coughs> a key part of, of real estate <coughs> development, how would you as mayor go to these companies and say, this is a good location no, to put no, it in? No, I'm not going to even do that. I'm going to, uh, uh, the, people in the people in the community should be the developers of the community. When you give people that's going to exploit the community, uh, take advantage of the community, take tax dollars from the community, get tax abatement from the community, you should develop your own neighborhood. As mayor, I'm going to establish that type of arrangement. Every ward going to have an organization called the uh, Community Church uh, Development, Economic Development uh, Group, and we're going to provide the professional system. You always can hire a developer to do the project, but you'll own it when it gets done as a community and you're marketed to the people in the community. We don't want gentrification or where you're moving the people out that live there, moving in rich people, <coughs> and the people that live there, they got to go somewhere wherever they can find housing. And most of the housing that poor people find is old houses falling down, need repairing, but they end up buying them or they rehab them. Mm -hmm. And as a result, after 30 years, if you retire <coughs> on fixed income, the property's falling down and you don't have any money to fix it up. So the point I'm saying is that's one thing on my 
uh, things to do list on the as mayor is to make sure we provide grants to homeowners so that they can repair their homes. Mm-hmm. That, that's a two bird. That's a uh, dealing with two birds with one stone. Is that is that what happens with that money that the owner gets to fix their home? We find someone in the community to do home repair. They would hire some young people in the community to uh, learn how to do work of that kind. Mm-hmm. They can go into your own business, talking about getting hired. You hire yourself. You work for yourself. You learn to do that. What's your thoughts on the city of St. Louis uniting with St. Louis County in some way? No, that's politically uh, not feasible because what you do, you end up losing your political stronghold as a Democratic Party. How so? Because it's, if you go out, if you come to merge with with the St. Louis County, the uh, Republicans have their power base there, and their power base would be you would be absolved. In other words, you'd be diluted. You'd lose your political stronghold. I've heard the opposite argument, that if the city joins the county, then the Republicans will have no chance at winning anymore. (laughs) I don't know who told you that, but I think— It's sort of numbers, because the county is about 55 or 60 percent Democratic. If you add an 80 percent Democratic city to the mix, it's going to be incredibly Democratic. I think think the county voters— that's uh, North St. Louis is holding it on for as Democrat. Mm-hmm. As you notice that there was some Democrats got elected on the on the council out there on, out there. So mm-hmm. that's what uh, you're talking about. So when you talked about uh, deserting your base mm-hmm. to get diluted with some other people thinking that way, that kind of thinking is is not wise. It's not good thinking. It's not political good political strategy. So if you're talking politics, that's fine. If you're talking economics. All the money from the county would come in and buy up everything in the city, and you won't have anything. Matter of fact, there's some people out in Clayton own some land in the city and buying up land in the city and building in the city. So who do you think building these corporations? Are they local? Are they county? Are they out of town or where? There's definitely not uh, too many companies in the city doing that. But the point is you're a no. Huh? You're a no on this issue. No, you know. Okay. Moving on to something that you it sounds like you know well, having been a retired teacher, and that's uh, the issue of education. The, mm-hmm. the mayor has no direct control over the schools in the city of St. Louis. Uh, but how would you <clears> use <throat> your position as mayor with the, either the, and uh, hold on okay. with either an elected board regaining power or with the special administrative board in power? What do you see as being the mayor's role <clears throat> in dealing with promoting and working with the St. Louis public schools? Okay, the mayor. Uh, uh, has control or had control. Uh, they noticed that they turned their board back over to the elected official. I don't think that's happened. Finally. No, it has not happened, John. Yes. No. The mayor appoints those commission, one of them. And also of the, the special board. Of the special board. administrative board, right, correct. Right, the non-elected right, board. Right. So, so, so then the uh, uh, president of the board of Alderman appoints one. I think the governor appoints one. So it's three board members there that's running the city of St. Louis Public Schools. The mayor also was involved in making sure the superintendent, he had something to do with him coming to the city of St. Louis. So if he controlled... Maybe indirectly, well, but not directly. Well, well, you, you use your political influence. Yeah. So the mayor, that's just as you have just as much control by influencing other people. Do so how would you do. use the influence you say the mayor has for the St. Louis Public Schools? What would well, be your focus? My focus would be, my influence would be with the parents. See, we have parent teachers uh, uh, parts of our school that has no real power in determining who's going to be the principal 
and so forth in the school system, but yet they want to include them with no powers, like having that, uh, what's that police board, that that uh, oversight board, that they don't want them to have power and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you have power to subpoena power, ability to fire the uh, president, uh, the teacher, uh, principal, and that type of stuff. When you get your own people in place that's going to represent and serve the interests of the people in the community, treat parents with respect, and the parents, when they have the power, <coughs> powers in the hand of the people, then you're going to get what you want for the people, and the people are going to demand what they want because they're in a position of power. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> where did your children go to school? Oh, man. Uh, my son, he went to uh, Cardinal Ritter. Okay. Yeah. And you, you mentioned two other children well, as well. they are my uh, wife's children. Okay. And they went to um, out there in the oh, county. Okay. That, 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 and then went to Sumner. One went to Sumner. Okay. I've been asking all the candidates that because yeah. I'm not just for, to reveal their choices, but to ask this following question. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest challenges the St. Louis public schools have is convincing middle and upper class white people with kids like myself to send their kids to St. Louis public schools. I'm just curious how you're going to be able to to convince people that that are like me who have yeah. choices to, yeah. to, to send yeah. their kids to school. Yeah. Well, if you live in a neighborhood that you live in, mm-hmm. for instance, and you actively in the community with the school that's in your community, you and the group that's living in that community has influence of that school and the principals and administrators. Mm-hmm. That's where your power comes from, the people power. You, do, you invest yourself in the interests of people. Your organizational structure in the community, you, the politician, you will never get elected without your vote. So you have power to vote. You have power to numbers. There's more people like you that can that forms a neighborhood, can influence everybody in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. People power. But most right. people in my neighborhood, St. Louis Hills, yeah. probably send their kids to Catholic school and yeah, not yeah. St. Louis Public yeah. School. And I, I want to yeah. just emphasize, I have a three-year-old son. I, I would like him to go to a public school. I don't want him to go to a, a, an economically or racially homogenous yeah. educational institution. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's good for him or anybody. Yeah. Right. But he, I'm just one person. Yeah. And if no, no, you don't no. multiply this by no, thousands, no, no, you're going to have the issues well, that you let have. Me, let me say this. Sure. I'm one person. Yeah. I'm running for mayor. Mm-hmm. So I believe my one vote counts. Mm-hmm. And if you one person to think your vote don't count, you can't get to 100 unless you start with one. That's true. So so you need to understand that your power is the oneness you have, your ideas, your influence that you create, and the political power that you create. So you got to not think you're a failure before you start. I, I don't think I'm a failure, but I well, recognize you can change, you can but change. I recognize that I recognize the challenge you had. Well, you know, I mean, what is life about? Challenges? <laughs> okay, then. So you don't want to deal with them? So I, I want to deal with all the challenges. Okay, by well, our by our by our powers combined, yeah. we are Captain Planet. Yeah. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I don't know about Captain Planet. I don't know. I haven't heard. Do that you story. know who Captain Planet is? Well, you tell me. He's a he's a cartoon. Well, I don't. I deal with reality. Okay. <laughs> well, th- fair enough. That was an interesting diversion. Um. So l- l- let let's talk about the campaign yes. so far. 
Well, I, I want to talk about the signs that. Uh, yeah, well, the you know what? Let, let's let's talk about the signs. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is your entire campaign just putting out signs, or do you actually do something else? Oh, I do that? something else. I pray for people on the street that I talk to. I talk to the homeless. Uh-huh. I'm out there with the homeless. I'm taking I'm taking my picture. I, I heard an anecdote on collateral damage that you yeah. had a 30 minute conversation with somebody at a Kmart trying to get their vote, and then you found out at the end of the 30 minute conversation <laughs> that they were Republican. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that. I, I'm just wondering if that. That's a good use of your time. No, 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 no. My time is important. Let me tell you this, the strategy that I use. If I can talk to you for 30 minutes, uh-huh. you're not going to forget Jimmy Matthews. That's true. Even if the conversation was negative or positive, you can say, I talked to this crazy guy running for mayor. That spreads like wildfire. So when you talk to people and spend time with them, they get an impression about you, and then they're going, if they want to malign your character, talk negative about you, your name is still talked about. Trump won an election like that. But you haven't won elections doing yeah, that. Yeah, but you haven't either. And so I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting. I'm not running, not running for, for mayor. No, I know, I know, but I'm experimenting. I've won before, though. You need to know. You won in that. the 80s, and then you've run multiple times and not won. Well, then that don't mean I won't win. I on, suppose, my, on the bottom of my literature, I say I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh-huh. That means it's running for office and winning. Okay. Yeah, or building a building. I got four properties that I'm going to fix up that uh, I spent the money on that, so I'm going to have the money to do that. But I'm one of the best rock band singers in the country, my brother, but, but my that brother, does not mean brother, I'm going to become me. My, my, brother, my brother is a jazz musician, and he went to Dubai, and he played music, and he's the best piano player in the city of St. Louis and probably world greatest. But he's not going to be mayor. Yeah, but I'm gonna be, you're not going to be mayor because you don't run. That's true. So I'm going to be mayor because I run. That's fair. Okay, then. Now let's talk about <laughs> the signs again. Yes, sir. <laughs> I I think that there are some people, maybe like the alderman from the 25th Ward, who feel like the signs are 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 are, are not a sign of your support, but basically littering. Can you yeah, kind of but, respond to but that? But then you ought to tell all the rest of those people that's putting their signs where I put mine. Like Lida Cruz, Boyd, uh, French, uh, Jones. And uh, all the only somebody don't have signs out is Haas, okay? Haas. Haas. I think he's going to have signs because well, he told he's us he's going he has... to do. He haven't done it. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm not talking about going to do it. But is that really an effective strategy? Well, let me say this: everybody I talk to, I have seen your signs. Let me tell you: every time you see Wheaties advertise or whatever product on the television, they advertise a hundred times every day. And nobody talks about that, that they should stop advertising. So it's a- advertising. It's promoting my candidacy, people, name recognition, all that. When they go to vote, they're going to look down the list, and my name is at the bottom of the, of the list of who's running for mayor. And if they see Jimmy Madison, oh, I recognize that name. If you, went to, if you ever went to vote and see all them judges' names on there, who is this? I don't know him. So I look for people I can recognize the name, have some interaction with, then I vote for that guy, even if I never met him. Have you gotten permission to put the signs where you, know, well, you are putting them? Well, you ought to tell those uh, actual all other I ask, I'm, I'm asking, have you gotten permission to you put the You don't need signs? permission to do things in life. If you violate uh, the law, if you violate the law, they think you violate the law, lock me up. Well, I've seen you. Charge me. I have actually seen you because your truck is very noticeable. Yeah, they, I told you they messed my truck up. They sabotaged it. I have seen you put signs near the grassy strip near and the everybody target. else doing it. But I've, I, when I come home from work, I don't see them anymore. They which, steal them. Who's they? They who wants to steal my sign. They the establishment. They the Ottoman. Okay. They the you opposition. Got, you got 1% of the vote in 2013. Why would there be a concerted effort to steal your sign? Yeah, but at Sheriff Race, I got 2,800 votes. Okay. You didn't notice that, did but you? But can you answer my question? 
Hey, look, let me tell you, this is a long-range thing. It's a 100-year war. Okay. So if you're going to continue to fight for justice, you're going to continue to fight for political uh, uh, rightness and correction, a correctedness, and all that type of thing. If you got a, if you got a goal, I'm a political activist and community activist. I don't stop if I don't win today. I will be there tomorrow. If I don't win tomorrow, I'll be there the next day. So I'm gonna continue this until I go to heaven. Really? Yes. So if you don't win the mayor's race, what are you gonna run for next? If I win the mayor's race, I'm running for governor. Okay. But if you don't win, what are you gonna run again? If I don't win, I'll run in the next race. Which is, I Which guess... Which is, you name it. Recorder of deeds again. Name it. I don't think so. Uh, collector of revenue. Board I don't president. Know. I mean, what else is up? Board hey, president. Just name it. I have plenty of opportunities, don't I? Uh, I think you should run for recorder of deeds No, again. I should do what I'm doing. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, the, my only other question is, you wore a cowboy hat during your sheriff's race. Why aren't you wearing a cowboy hat anymore? Man, come on. I'm not running for sheriff. That's, That's I a got fair got point. A, I, got, I, got a, I got an outfit for everything I do. Did you only wear that because you were running for sheriff? Yes. That, and they, I was, the guy gave me some cowboy boots, too. Well, I, I think you should keep wearing no. that. No. I am. I have. I Excuse have, me. I, this is me. This is my thing. Fair, fair my dear, you're not paying for this. <laughs> you're right. I'm not paying for this. I just say that because I have uh, roots in Ponca City, Oklahoma, and I like cowboy hats. Well, on I got kids. I got kids in Houston, and uh, they wear cowboy hats. Well, Mr. Matthews, Mr. Alderman, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Pastor, Mr. Matthews. Pastor, we just want to thank you for coming in thank for this roaring time. I enjoyed it. Thank you for all of our stories. STLPublicRadio.org. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Rosenbaum. Follow jo- uh, follow Rachel on Twitter at. <laughs> <laughs> at our Lipman, two P's and two N's. You can follow Joe on Twitter at jmanis. That's J-M-A-N-N-I-E-S. How would we find out more about your campaign? Uh, my phone number is on my, on, my, on my signs. So call me on my phone number. My phone number is area code 314-599-4500. You can go on my Facebook page uh, and get some information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can text message me, which I don't get around to them too, too rapidly. Uh, I was... Supposed to have been texted by the Missouri, Uni- I mean, UMSL, no, not UMSL, St. Louis University when they gave the meritorial uh, thing just Saturday, a Sunday. They left me off the program. Mm-hmm. I think it was intentionally. But uh, they knew my phone number, I'm quite sure. They knew my address, I'm quite sure. Uh, my address is 5935 Lillian, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, 631136. They can they can uh, write me a letter. They can text message me, uh, uh, phone me. And they can call you on your cell phone. Cell phone. I got it here right now. Call me now. I got call me. Phone. Call them when they need your help. Yes. I'm a matter of fact. When I become mayor, I'm still gonna have the same phone number. Well, that that sounds yes. great. Yes. Well, and uh, they also can, can can email me if they want to. Jimmy Matthews. Uh, Jimmy J I M M I E dot Matthews M A T T H E W S uh, at att.net. All right. And it's on my literature. We'll be back next time. Until then, so long. You used to call me on my. You used to, you used to. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone. Day night when you need my. Call me on my cell phone